Hey friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am genuinely so excited that you are tuning in today. Wild Hearts is for those who are passionate about diving deep, keeping it real, reclaiming their passions, and getting after the things that they were made to do without apology. In each episode, I sit down with a fellow Wild Heart to talk about life, travel, faith, and everything in between. So let's dive in. Hey guys, what's up? It's Janine. I'm the host of this podcast, obviously, (laughs) and I'm kicking off a new season of this podcast with a solo episode. Today, I just want to sit down with you guys and catch you up on kind of what I've been up to this summer, but mostly just the things that I have learned this summer in choosing to prioritize my mental and my emotional well-being. Wow, that sounds like really deep real quick, but um, yeah, it was a hard summer. I don't know how you guys were doing out there, but I was having a hard time with stress and, you know, feeling like I was on the verge of burnout a few times. And so I did some things this summer that I think really helped um, to prioritize those things. I went on my first ever solo retreat. Spoiler alert, it was awesome. Um, I took an intentional break from social media for a few weeks. And then I just had a really amazing and rest-filled trip uh, to Alaska. I went to Alaska for about a week. And all of those things taught me a lot about rest and resets and reconnecting with myself and the people I love. And so I wanted to share some of those things with you guys today on this first episode of this new season of Wild Hearts. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. The first big thing I did this summer happened in June when I decided to take myself on a solo retreat with my dog, Amos. I don't know about you guys, but um, around June, I was feeling pretty stir crazy after so many months of sitting at home and feeling like I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. And so I knew that I just needed to get out of my house and kind of out of my daily routine. Um, Really, I think I needed a reset. I just needed to start a new new season for myself, I guess. I just was tired and stir-crazy and a little bit stressed out, and I just needed to um, kind of refresh stuff in my life. I saw a friend of mine post about spending a weekend herself at a getaway cabin. I don't know if you guys have heard of those, um, but I was immediately drawn in after seeing what her experience was like on Instagram. And if you don't know what they are, getaway cabins are tiny homes uh, in the woods with giant windows that look out to nature and it just looked like everything I needed in that moment. Plus there's like a full-on bathroom, a mini kitchen, an outdoor fire pit. I was ready for them to take all of my money because that's how desperate I was to get out of my house and have a relaxing nature-based weekend. So after feeling, like I mentioned, just so cooped up in my place for the first half of this year, and it's not that my house is even that small. It's 500 square feet. Um, it's just me and my dog. Um, it's it's 
I don't know, a decent size. I will admit, though, when I clean, it feels way too big. I hate having to clean. Um, so I could totally do with it, like, actually living in a tiny home. Actually, if you don't know me in real life, I tell this to my friends all the time, but, like, my dream is to live in a tiny home. Um, so that part of this whole experience with Getaway was super appealing to me as well. Um, but being out in nature really is what sounded like a dream trip. Like, just having a little space to call my own, being out in nature being away from the hustle and bustle of a city like Nashville, just getting away for a few days really sounded like a dream to me. So I quickly did some research and found out that this company, which is called Getaway, had locations in about a dozen places around the U.S. and their newest outpost was actually about to open uh, just outside of Nashville here. It's about two hours. That's kind of their concept is they have about a dozen outposts around the U.S. They're all about two hours from these major cities cities like Atlanta or Los Angeles. Um, I think there's one outside of Dallas, I want to say. They're, they're all over the country. Um, I'm going to actually link them in the show notes, you guys. Um, you should really check it out because it's a really awesome um, company and I will tell you more about my experience. But if you want to use the link in the show notes, you can get $25 off. Um, trust me, it's totally worth the money just to get away from the city. So anyway, You may have heard or seen Getaway all over social media. Um, I'm here to tell you, clearly, even you could probably tell by my voice already, that the hype is really worth it. My experience was amazing. Um, It was a little hard, actually, at first to fully disconnect. I'm not going to lie. We're so used to being on our phones all the time for everything. And for me, I, you know, I work from my phone, mostly from my laptop, obviously, but I can do some work from my phone. And, um, you know, I didn't really have too much service. I kind of wish I wouldn't have had any service at all because it really would have forced me to not be on my phone. But yeah, I'll admit it took a little bit for me to disconnect. But once I did, it was amazing. Um, the biggest reason that I decided to take this retreat I want to tell you guys is because I was desperate for a break. I know I alluded to that earlier, but I was just really ready to unplug, decompress, recenter. Um, I think after the craziness that has been these last 18 months, which I know is a universally felt um, stressor (laughs) Um, and just feeling that kind of compounding pressures of like obviously everything happening in the world on top of my own personal stresses that have been kind of culminating I was exhausted I was so tired and I knew that I just literally needed to get away um, in order to kind of process through some of my feelings my thoughts my goals things like that. So I ended up going for a few days with my dog Amos. We went for walks. Um, I read multiple books, which is a feat for me because I am a pretty slow reader, but I actually read through two books, made progress on another, and started a new book. It was a big deal for me in those three days that I was there. Um, I journaled a lot. I made really simple meals. I retaught myself how to play solitaire, which was kind of fun. I listened to relaxing music. And really, I just learned to get back into that pace of enjoying my own company. It was a little reminiscent of how I felt in my season solo traveling. Obviously, it wasn't I wasn't out and about and flitting from one thing to another, um, but just kind of getting more in touch and more comfortable with being on my own again. And while I didn't quite know what I wanted to walk away with, with that trip, I definitely know I felt lighter. Um, I felt like I, 
I was, you know, walking around a little lighter. My shoulders were back. It was more than I really could have asked for, honestly. Um, and so now I'm a huge advocate for getaway. It, it doesn't have to be the getaway cabins, but like taking yourself on a little retreat, um, it could literally be somewhere like 15 minutes away. It could be 15 hours away. I don't know. Just taking yourself out of your daily routine, out of your home and unplugging intentionally so that you can kind of reset and recenter. Um, but I will also advocate for getaway cabins. I think that they are fantastic. You have everything you need and nothing you don't, which is kind of their whole shtick. Um, and it's beautiful. You are remote enough to feel remote while still being, um, you know, around people. Cause that's the thing. I get a lot of questions about whether or not I felt safe when I was doing that. Um, the answer is, yeah, I totally felt safe. Um, there are other cabins at each outpost. I think the one in Nashville has like 40. So there are 40 little tiny homes spread out over this, um, I don't know, acre or two of land. Um, they're private enough that you like don't hear and see your neighbors that often, but like, you don't feel isolated either, which is really wonderful. Plus, there are like a landline phone in every tiny home, that, which has access 24-7 to emergency services, as well as staff. Every outpost has staff. So like I reached out because there was some issue. I think like my shower hadn't been restocked. So I just texted them because you can also text from your phone if you have service. And within like an hour or two, they were at my cabin bringing me you know, re replacements. Um, so you have access to people and they're super helpful if you need anything. And each cabin also has like their own locking system. It's all code based, um, which is unique. Every time a new person stays there, the code changes. So yeah, I felt safe enough, honestly, to sleep with the window shades open, but that was mostly just because I wanted to fall asleep with the stars and wake up with the sunrise. It was magical. <laughs> um, in fact, you guys, my experience taking that solar retreat and just getting away was so amazing that I'm actually planning to take another trip um, as the weather starts cooling down so that, one, I can more fully enjoy being outdoors with cooler temperatures um, and less bugs. I will say I experienced a lot of bugs. I went in June um, and ticks, which are native to Tennessee in the southeast, something I have didn't really grow up with as much <laughs> growing up in uh, the Bay Area. Um, and so those did kind of damper some things, but uh, I still had a great trip nonetheless. Therefore, I want to go back this fall. Cooler temps, less bugs. Um, I also want to be able to use the fire pit. It was just too hot when I was there. Um, so I want to be able to like wear a beanie and a sweater and make some s'mores or like cook some food over an open fire. Oh my gosh, I'm getting excited just even talking about it. Um, and two, I want to go back so that I can spend some time just really intentionally praying and journaling and processing um, about future things with God. Um, because to me, nothing says uh, intentional time more than being unplugged and out in nature. So yeah, solo retreat, highly recommend. Um, you don't even have to know what you want to get out of it. Just take one knowing that you're going to walk away with something, some sort of insight. Um, you're going to feel refreshed and you never know how God might meet you when you are unplugged from your phones and um, the stressors of your day-to-day -day life. Back in July, another big thing I did this summer um, after an intense counseling session <laughs> in which I gushed about my frustration with social media and the false sense of connection that I think it provides, I decided to take a really intentional break from Instagram. 
Um, while it was a way to kind of create a boundary from, I think, the addiction and sa- shallow sense of connection social media curates in all of us, it was also, in a way, a kind of social experiment for me. Um, I wanted to see what would happen if and when I kind of stopped sharing updates about my life on social media. So if people didn't have that automatic slash passive um, connection to me or like be able to know what was happening in my life just by watching a couple Instagram stories, I wondered if I would hear from anyone. Um which sounds super like sad and like sad girl vibes, but um, I am an Enneagram 4, so I spend time in all the emotions, and I was just really frustrated that, you know, social media feels like we're connected with so many people when really it's all passive. None of it's intentional. None of it is deep, cultivated relationships, and I was feeling alone, if I'm honest, in that really um, kind of intense counseling session. I had this realization of like, I don't feel like I have community, and yet I don't know what to do. And so I think as a single woman in my early 30s, right, so I'm not in my 20s anymore. I'm not going out all the time. I could if I wanted to. The truth is I just don't want to. Um, I do every once in a while, but, like, not all the time. And so I'm in my early 30s. I want what I'm craving and longing for is deep soul connection with people in my life. I don't want the shallow, flippant um, thing that was more normal in my 20s. Um, Yeah, I just was struggling with that. And, you know, I also work from home and I have multiple clients. So I don't have like a team that I know I can like talk to every day. I am my team. My, I talk to my clients, but they don't talk to each other, right? So I am I'm single. I live alone, <laughs> which is a gift most of the time. Um, and I work from home as a freelancer. So in so many ways, I felt very alone and isolated in that one, I'm single. <laughs> Two, I work from home and I'm a freelancer. So I'm not talking to um, a team of people. I don't have that kind of camaraderie in the in the day to day. And then I live alone. So all these things kind of culminated And I found myself experiencing kind of this crushing sense of isolation, Um, you know, that just comes from like not hearing from people, not being invited to hang out, or, you know, just feeling like I didn't have a solid community that I could fall back on. Um, And to be honest, some of that is still true. I think I've just learned to have um, both from taking this break from social media and through counseling, if I'm totally honest, I have healthier expectations um, and I have a better uh, set of solid and intentional routines now for connecting with people. But I want to share a few of the big things I learned taking that social media break. So first, and I mentioned this already, but the false sense of connection that social media gives us is, in my opinion, both bewildering and sad. I think there's a reason that they say that despite being, or at least despite feeling more connected than ever, we're also more lonely, depressed, and isolated than ever before. Um, And I know a lot of people are like, well, how can this be possible? How can these two coexist? I think it's because when we have 24-7 access to people and can kind of see inside their quote-unquote daily lives via things like Instagram stories, um, it makes us think that we know what's happening with that person, which leads us to the belief that we are then connecting with that person. 
but passively watching a few Instagram stories, even when you comment on them from time to time, isn't actually building or maintaining a relationship with them. Even when there are friends, like if the extent to which we are connecting is mainly on social media, it's not deep, generally speaking. Um, like commenting or, you know, responding to a story and saying like, oh, I love this or so proud of you is cool, but it's not deep. Um, I think there's something in having to call or at the very least text someone to get together or have an intentional, fully present and fully focused conversation or time together. That's what creates the kind of bonds that are essential to real deep and lasting relationships, right? So yeah, social media is great, I think, for being able to stay quote unquote, in the know, but I would argue it doesn't actually really necessarily keep us connected. Um, Again, it provides a false sense of connection, but it's not the kind that like psychologically and even physiologically, mentally and emotionally, the kind of connections we actually need to thrive as human beings who are made for community. Um, Another thing I learned was just how isolating it can be when you choose not to engage on social media. I know that there are plenty of people who very much intentionally choose not to have social media. Um, And I think that's extremely admirable. I think it would be really hard to do for me, knowing my personality. Um, But yeah, those people are killing it. They're thriving. They're getting after things. And I think it's amazing. Um, What I learned is that if you are familiar with the world of social media, like you've been on it and you know it, um, choosing to not, to not engage is very, very strange and very isolating. It might sound weird (laughs) considering that I literally just mentioned that being on social media can be isolating, which is still true. Um, it's just that being off social media is kind of like a different beast In some ways, I felt more alone than ever. And as you know, because I just shared it with you, I was already kind of feeling alone. Um, But I felt even more alone, not engaging. And first, here are some of the things. First, I simply, I didn't know what was happening in the lives of people I love when I wasn't watching their stories or reading their posts, which was kind of weird. Um, Again, speaking to that false sense of connection, because I couldn't passively see what they were doing, I felt extremely disconnected from those people. And then second, I hardly heard from anyone in the time that I spent offline. Um, Outside of the handful of friends who did reach out, which I will say were mostly people who don't live here in Nashville. Um, They're people from different states and different seasons of my life. You know, they would text and say, hey, I haven't seen you on Instagram lately. Is everything okay?" I found it to be very interesting that it was mostly people that I, um, you know, already talked to every once in a while and see when I'm in town. It wasn't necessarily like my friends here in Nashville, which is very interesting. Um, I just didn't really hear from that many people, which was, I mean, if I'm frank, it was a bummer. Um, If anything, it taught me, it taught me a lot. (laughs) But what it really, I think, taught me is that to establish or grow real, um, deep, like soul connected friendships, relationships with people, you have to be extremely intentional, whether or not you're on social media. Um, I think you have to reach out to the people 
you love to stay truly connected um, and then hope that that effort is reciprocated because that's really the only way to have the kind of deep lasting relationships that we long for I'd be very interested to talk to somebody who has like intentionally not been on social media like for the long game like they didn't even they don't even have social media I'd love to know kind of what their experience has been like so if that's you please send me a email because <laughs> you're not on social media, so you can't send me a DM. Send me an email. I would love to hear your experience. Um, but hey, overall, like my experiment in taking a break off social media did kind of what I thought it would, maybe even what I hoped it would. Um, it shone an even brighter light on the things about social media that I already knew were problematic. <laughs> and while I am now back to posting and checking in on friends on Instagram and whatnot, I think I've established some stronger boundaries. Like I don't give myself as many opportunities for mindless scrolling. I try to be more um, uh, strict, I guess, with myself. Disciplined, that's the word to use. Try to be more disciplined. And when I get on social media, um, don't allow myself to give into pressure of like, you have to post every day, you have to show up bow to the algorithm. That's part of it with social media for me too is um, you probably know if you're listening to this podcast, I am trying to build um, a business for myself with travel guides. Um, I create digital travel guides and they're all um, on my website, janine.com. Um, and I'm you know trying to establish this travel planning business, things that I really love and am passionate about and want to do more of. Um, and you kind of have to in a lot of ways utilize social media to grow those kinds of things and it can be even more frustrating to add in the algorithm to all that but anyway I'm just creating some stronger boundaries for myself when it comes to social media and I've also simultaneous simultaneously (laughs) made it a priority to reach out to at least two friends each week to try to get together schedule a phone date to catch up um, because I've learned both through the social media break I took and through counseling and talking through it with my counselor I have a fear of being alone uh wow I just went real deep that was like a deep cut but it's true I do and one of my weird coping or defense mechanisms is to isolate um, because I know based on my childhood and things I've had to do as an adult I'm very good at being independent um I would say I have kind of a fierce independence so I'm okay being on my own but the problem is um, the dark side of that is that I can isolate and um, so I'm trying to now uh, be intentional with connecting with people so that I don't isolate so that I don't go into that space of um, not trying to connect with people that I do love and care about so learned a lot through taking a social media break I am back on socials but I have stricter boundaries I'm being more disciplined with my time and my energy and I am being very very intentional in making sure that I'm reaching out to people that I want to um, have deep connections with in my life so that's that. Um, and honestly, through both of those experiences, you know, my weekend getaway and then taking that social media break, I learned a lot about prioritizing rest because in some ways taking that break on social media did force me into this weird rest rhythm. I I, I wouldn't say it was weird. It was actually a gift, um, because I wasn't going on Instagram all the time. Um, and in turn that made space for mental, emotional, and spiritual resets. Both of those experiences did. I think I've gotten pretty good over the last few years in recognizing stress patterns in my life, especially in this last year. Um, and if I'm honest, I think I've been 
pretty stressed all summer for different reasons. Um, but yeah, my stress levels, I think, have been pretty high all summer long. Um, and most recently, I found myself, like literally a couple weeks ago, found myself verging on the edge of burnout right before a trip I took to Alaska. I actually had a counseling session just a couple days before that trip, and I brought it up with my counselor about um, stress patterns in my life, how I knew I was stressed, how I process through stress, which is really interesting. I kind of said like, hey, I think this is how I process stress, um, which I internalize it. Um, in case you're wondering, <laughs> I internalize stress, which means uh, for me at least that it's not outward. So my stress usually isn't, it's not like loud. It's not in your face. I'm not generally like, I don't know. I'm not like on edge all the time. Um, I internalize it. And what happens with that is that I find myself dissociating. So it's almost like I'm present, but I'm not present. I'm here, but I'm not fully here. Um, It's very interesting. Anyway, I talked through it with my counselor. If you guys haven't gauged this already through the last year of podcast episodes, counseling has been one of the best things I've done in a very long time because I have I've learned so much about just healthier um, behaviors and patterns and coping mechanisms and worked through trauma and all this sort of stuff. But anyway, I brought up to her that I was feeling really stressed out. We talked in depth about it and she gave me some really sage advice, particularly because I was about to go to Alaska. She said, you know, try to really lean into rest on your trip. Um, Don't work enjoy your time. Don't be stressed about money because that's a whole other stress I have in my life. Um, and so I did. I I went to Alaska and tried not to stress. I didn't work. I enjoyed myself. And that trip ended up being one of the best and most beautiful ones I've taken in a really long time. Maybe ever. Um, first of all, Alaska is just beautiful. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw all the pictures and stories. It is breathtakingly beautiful. Everywhere you look, there's something amazing to look at. Highly recommend visiting Alaska. Um, I didn't open my laptop once, you guys, which felt like a huge accomplishment because I'm a freelancer and I don't get paid when I take time off. I don't get PTO, so I often feel the pressure to still work, but I didn't and I'm so proud of myself. Um, I also woke up with the sunrise each morning, which was another accomplishment considering sunrise there was around 5.30 every morning and I can barely get myself to wake up at 7 let alone before seven here in Nashville. Um, It was awesome. I took some really cool tours. I did a float plane tour over Denali National Park, and then I did a wildlife and glacier cruise out of Resurrection Bay. Spectacular. Gave me the opportunity to see and experience nature of Alaska in ways that, like, obviously, one, obviously I couldn't experience in my day-to-day life, but two, I don't know if I'll ever experience again. So I really leaned into that trip and I relaxed. That's the big thing. I felt like I really settled into um, actual like soul rest and relaxation. I spent my mornings on a dock on a lake that looked out to mountains, just like slowly drinking coffee or listening to worship music or journaling or all three. It was awesome. I journaled for as long as I needed to each day, which was really helpful in kind of processing through some of my thoughts and my feelings. I ate good food. I ate really good food. I ate so much Alaskan sockeye salmon. It was so delicious. Um, And I enjoyed spending time both with my friend that I was staying with, having really deep intentional conversations about like 
real things. And as well as being on my own, I took two days to myself, drove down to Seward, which was about three hours south of Anchorage and made all these stops along the way and stayed in a hotel by myself and kind of dipped my feet back or dipped my toes back into the pool of solo travel. And I thrived. I loved it. It was amazing. Honestly, Alaska was the perfect place for me um, unknowingly. This was kind of a spontaneous trip that I didn't really even plan for until like five days before I left for the trip, but it was the perfect place to lean into that rest that my counselor had encouraged me to do. And in turn, it ended up feeling like a real reset for me, which turns out I really needed. Much like my solar retreat and my social media break this summer, my trip gave me the time and the space to reflect, to recenter, and to reset. Um, and the things that I found myself resetting were my priorities, my mindset, and namely my relationship with God. And if there's anything that I have learned Um, of significance as an adult. It's that literally (laughs) everything else in our lives flows out of um, how often and how deeply we choose um, to show up and tap into the source. And um, yeah, it was a really beautiful, beautiful trip um, and a great way to kind of round out this summer of rest and resets. Um, And it was awesome. So yeah, I wanted to do a quick check-in now that summer is slowly coming to an end and a new season is on the horizon. And honestly, that sounds as poetic as it currently feels to me. The last year, um, like I mentioned at the top, has been hard. It's also been good. Um, I think oftentimes, you know, hard things do bring about beautiful and good things. Um, But it's been full of the kind of soul work Um, that feels pain in the moment or painful in the moment, but is always worthwhile. Um, And I'm just grateful to have had this summer full of small moments of rest and resetting, especially now as I look forward to, as we all look forward to, a new season, which just happens to be my favorite season, and that is fall. So I just wanted to encourage you guys, if you're feeling stressed or knowing that rest is something your soul is really calling for and needing, um, lean into it. Um, If there's a way that you can go about leaning into it, um, figure out what that is. You don't have to do the things that I did. I just wanted to let you know some of the things that I did do that were super helpful. And again, those were um, taking a solo retreat, Um, Again, it doesn't have to be something big or grand. It could literally be going 15 minutes away just for a night. Um, You know, taking a break off social media. Again, doesn't have to be for like four weeks like I did. It could just be for a weekend. It could be starting to establish a Sabbath. I'm back into doing Sabbaths now and find those to be so helpful. Try not to be on social media. Instead, what I what I do now, and it's really kind of a fun thing for me, is I take my camera with me wherever I'm going or with whatever I'm doing on Sabbath, and I snap pictures of my camera and then share them on Sundays. So they're kind of like scenes from my Sabbath, which is really cool. Just any ways that you can find to, you know, let your soul be at rest and unplug and um, be intentional with your time and your energy. 
Um, it's really good for you. <laughs> I think, you know, we're not made to be on and to be working 24-7. It's not sustainable. It's not good for our mental and emotional health. But more than that, it's also not good for our physical health. They all intertwine and they feed off one another. And so finding ways to rest and reset can be so beautiful, whether that is a weekend away, a break on social media, spending time intentionally journaling, um, taking a trip solo trip, if you will. Um, There are lots of beautiful ways that you can lean into rest. And I would love to help you do that. So that's why I wanted to share my experience, you guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that this conversation has encouraged you to step out confidently and say yes to the things that God has for you. Hey, while I've got your attention, I would absolutely love it if you went to Apple Podcasts and rated, reviewed, and subscribed to Wild Hearts with Janine. It would mean so much to me. All right, I will see you guys back here when the next new episode drops, when I'll be sitting down with another great guest to talk about another wild-hearted topic. But until then, you guys, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.